and welcome to Extraordinary Souls Podcast. I have with me Catherine Caulfield, uh, who's driven all the way down from Monaghan. Good spin. Thank you for being here. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you for the invite. No problems. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll talk about it. There's plenty to talk about. <laughs> there is, isn't there? <laughs> uh, it's an interesting time. Yeah. So you're you're a healer, would that be correct to say? Yeah, and I suppose that's the, the terminology that most healers don't like using, but yeah, I suppose <laughs> yeah. in the context of everything, um, we're all healers really, but yeah, I suppose in the, the world that I work in, in my area of work, well, I suppose to, to give you perspective on that, I began um, as a nurse. Mm. Um. I left nursing about, I was about 15 years in nursing, and then I left nursing about six years ago. Um, against the judgments and guidance of most people. Why did you leave <laughs> nursing? <laughs> the pensionable job. Um, yeah. I f- don't actually feel that I've ever left it. I've just left the system. Um, I felt that I was very sensitive in that area. Um, but nursing has served me, that career has served me in so many ways. Um, and I served it in so many ways. So it was a, an um, incredible introduction to human life, the density of struggle and the experiences of trauma, mm. um, the vulnerability of those in need, um, grief, loss, sorrow, yeah. um, mental... Uh, disturbance and confusion and illusion and all of those things. So, I mean, from my own filter, I, I experienced my work through, um, I just looked at all aspects of the person. But unfortunately, um, I suppose with every experience, um, as you grow or as you've chosen to grow through things, you begin to outgrow certain things. So, uh, yeah, I just, did you feel that you had outgrown it like you were like... Mm, I began to burn out. Oh, from the hours, from, yeah, the, from, from the stress of from dealing with... From all of it, with. yeah. From, from, the <clears throat> from the demand of it. I think... I think... Um, looking back now, I do feel what happened was that... I'd, I often use the analogy of us being containers where from the beginning, we come from darkness. So we come from the womb were birthed into the this 3D, 4D sort of existence mm. where everything takes shape. And the first thing that you you instinctively crave is safety. And then after that, then through uh, the care and nurture and experiences that you then um, accumulate and gather through your early life into your teens, into your early adulthood, you're sort of... Uh, adapting to other people's uh, ways of living, including your parents and your ancestral lineage, those patterns that have been handed down. So by the time I got to nursing, it first of all offered me a, a huge opportunity to expand and to actually really find who I was. I moved to London, I did my training there, and I met some incredible people, some of some of whom are still good, really close friends, good yeah. friends. Um, I got to find myself. It took me traveling around the world. I got to 
expand and 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 break open certain mm. patterns that I'd uh, adapted to or that I'd sort of called my own. Um, obviously, in hindsight, when you look back at those things, you realize <laughs> how different they were then yeah, to how they are I now know, in terms yeah. of belief systems, in terms of what you were used to understanding as yeah. your normal when you were small and when you were younger. Um, and even just culturally and societally. But um, what nursing did for me, my mother was a nurse and my grandmother was a nurse. Oh, really? And I then sort of, uh, so it just felt like the right, it was, it felt like the normal trajectory to follow. That sort of innate instinctive um, characteristic in me was to care for and to organize and to uh to generate, you know, to sort of uh, cultivate and to nurture. Yeah. I'm the eldest of seven, so there was always that uh, maternal kind of instinct of course, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but nursing itself is a very intimate um, service. You know, you're, yeah, you're, you're you're meeting and greeting people at their worst. Yeah, usually. I was going to say that at their yeah. most vulnerable, at yeah. their most exposed, they're yeah. not looking well, they're not feeling well. Yeah, they're sick. They're relying. They probably don't even really realize it, but they're relying on you at that moment to to be there and guide them through. You know, it's so true, and it really it. You know, you're going to. You often look back on the days where you were really great, mm. and the days that you were really not so great. Of course, we all have them. So you go exactly. in a, in a mood, and then it's like <laughs> you're looking at these people and going. Ah. Or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, 100%. Because you're so overworked yeah. and underpaid. And just yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. Burned out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like that, in the in that moment, you, you, I mean, you don't think of that. You know, you're there no. to carry out whatever needs to be done. And when you left it, had you already started looking into the kind of work that you're doing now? Or did you just leave it and then look elsewhere I think what happened to me was um, I think around the age of 27 26, 27 there was uh, a lot of uh, mental health issues around me at that time and there were um, I suppose in my own um, closer environment there was a lot of uh, breakthroughs and breakdowns happening you know amongst people Mm -hmm. and then then I was also then working so hard and doing a long, long hours, many hours a week. You can't do, you couldn't exactly, do both. Yeah. Yeah, so you mean, to give. And then there's that internal struggle going on mm, inside as well. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. you have all of these, you know, layers, you know, yeah. that you're sort of trying to dance with all the time. But like everything, you don't really learn those lessons until you reach rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. And um, I burnt out. Mm. I burnt out a few times. Um, but this particular burnt, burnout was significant in the sense that my hair fell out and so my adrenals I'd say were very just really packed in and they were just so fatigued that my body just had enough through the mental yeah, and through physical all of it yeah, yeah. yeah your body and because said, we're no. energetic beings as well you're picking up on so much of course, of all other of the time yeah so and you, I didn't have the tools at that stage to to clear or to ground mm. myself or to actually identify with the connection within you, know. you were probably too busy. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. At yeah. helping other people yeah. to take some time for yourself and yes, it was a one-way system. It mm. was a very much a giving mode all the time. 
So, and you can sort of adopt a little bit of a martyrdom in that sense and a victim consciousness around that as well, you know, where that becomes your familiar territory, you know, and you don't know anything That's else. who I am, is yes. this poor fucker that has to help people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You're yeah. just giving all... Uh, but like, just, you can adapt that, like... Totally, yeah, yeah because we, I mean, it's familiar, mm. you know, and I mean, we, we, we sort of adapt those identities and we become really sort of, you know, that's me, you know. Um, the... It was so interesting because around that time, um, I felt completely exposed. So it was almost as if any protective layer that I actually, I, up until then, I didn't even realize I had, but it was gone. So it felt like you could actually reach in and you could just put your hand out and reach into my heart center and rummage all the way through my body and out the back of my body. That's yeah, how yeah, how, how vulnerable yeah. and exposed I felt at that time. It, it felt like I was just completely wide open and not in a good way. It just at the end of all energy threads. Yeah. Mm. So it was and a very did, did you just leave then nursing? And no. Go, no. No, you continued. I didn't. You're I was seven fucker. years in. I actually wasn't even seven years in at that stage. I trained. I started, began my training in 99. Um, I qualified in 2002 so that was around 2007 2008 and um, I got back from sort of traveling um got back went back to London went back went to Belfast came back to Monaghan you know worked uh, in the local hospital or sort of the hospital over the over in Cavan mm. um and it was through a series of events then I didn't learn the lesson completely Life was trying to show you something and you said, no, you're all right. Yeah, you just keep, you know. You, you just keep going. Yeah, you, you keep just doing keep what going. you're doing. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> we learn, we learn through failure, you know, and Without that's why failure is so important. Mm. So whenever your body begins to fail, you know, you'll get back on your feet again and you'll feel fine and then it'll fail again. And mm. then, you know, it's up to you then to, that's, that's what you do then. When yeah. those situations are fated to you or gifted to you. Your destiny is what you've actually chosen to do next. To with do that. with that, yeah. yeah. But after that period of time, um, I think it was in the months that followed. I had a really transformative period where, um, well, I went. It was my first experience actually of going to a healer, and um, he was an incredible man. He's actually still working, um, and at the time, I was actually referring somebody else on to him. Because they really needed him more than me, I thought. <laughs> but obviously then that all comes back around to you because you're connected to that person also, you know. Of course, yeah. So, yeah. And then I really started seeing actually maybe that wasn't for that person. Maybe that was for me. That was for you. Yeah, there was a and reason why you were sending somebody yeah, that way. Yeah, so you yeah. come back you do the full circle again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm back here again. Why is that? Um so after that, that period of time, I uh, began to heal. I really began to come back into the being as opposed to the doing. Now, I was still working. After the healing? After the healing, yeah. Okay, but what type of healing was it? Do you, can you remember, was it Recce? Or? No, it was, uh, it's a, a, man, a man called Martin Fall. He's actually based over in Inneskeen. Right. And uh, unknown to me at the time, he actually... He had been through, and I don't want to speak on his behalf. No, no, no. Yeah. But he had been through his own um, series of awakening back in the seventies, I think. And at that time, people didn't know what to do with him, so yeah. he he followed his guidance and actually just built a little cottage and began to just see people one to one and used his healing. Brilliant, you know. Yeah, it was incredible. 
I mean, we understand that now, but back yeah. then it was a different, there was a different lens, there was a different filter. People didn't really feel that comfortable. They just didn't quite know where to place. Or what to do. Yeah, yeah exactly. That. But that was really, mm. really opening for me because when I began to do that, I believed it. There was just that instant connection. And it was with my heart, like my heart just opened completely. And uh, I actually then a few months later had a very... uh very awakening dream where I went to bed, had a full eight hours sleep mm. without any disturbance. And during the whole eight hours, the whole eight hours was a really bright light, very serene, serene light, almost as if the heavens, the, you know, the, this kind of, you know, this, uh, imagine this, image that we've all been brought up with mm, in the sense the that yeah, the the light. yeah 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 <laughs> I'm thinking of Shrek now stay away from the light <laughs> but you know um it was really quite incredible the feeling the feeling in that dream was a feeling of absolute pure blissful all-encompassing love to the extent where and this lady was in it that I'd never seen before oh. and she had no hair and I didn't recognize this lady at all. And I could see her whole face. And I can see it right now, actually. It was so vivid. Like, and this dream is about 15 years ago now. And she reached out with her left hand to me. And there was this light was behind her and sort of surrounding her. Mm. And surrounding me as well. And that was it. That was the whole dream. So it was just this intense feeling of absolute love. And almost like an appreciation or... And nurturing and to me mm. and then there was this reaching out with the left hand and I just woke up that morning thinking wow that was what was that the best dream I've ever had like where how where did that come from and I forgot completely all about it did did you like <clears throat> do you think that you that was a big change in your life that you were kind of unknown to yourself never the same after that I kind of, because I was going through such a sort of deep um, healing at the time, it was almost like I was being born again in a sense. I mean, that sounds really, you know, new age or whatever you want yeah, to call no, it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Though. But it, it did kind of feel like there was a complete reset. Mm. It was almost like there was a, a real sort of born again feeling where that I, I needed to see things differently in order to do things differently, you know. So about Three to four months, I think, after that dream, I was called in on a night duty. Off I went to a medical ward and uh, we usually do a handover at the beginning of the shift to sort of prioritise those that are needing assistance before everyone else. Mm -hmm. And this was one of the ladies, it turned out, um, that was in a, a side room and she was an ex-nurse and she right. had cancer and she had metastases on the brain. So as a result of that, she became very restless and she hadn't slept in three nights. And the family were exhausted. And I just thought, you know, I need to go into this little lady and just get her sorted out and get her into bed, tucked in comfortably. Relax. Get some rest. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah get yeah, yeah. Let everyone get some rest. Let mm. the family go home, you know. Mm -hmm. So when I went and uh, this beautiful lady was sitting at the edge of the bed and she just, she looked restless, but she was very peaceful and you could tell that she was just a wonderful person she was mm. just just a lovely lovely person but she was restless her head was restless she didn't quite know where to put herself 
and her family were exhausted. And I knelt down and I looked at her in her eyes and I took her hands and I said, you're going to get a great night's sleep tonight. I'm going to get you something to help you to relax. And then you're going to get into the bed and you're going to have a great night's sleep. And she reached out with her left hand to touch me. And instantly the whole dream came back. No. It was one of the most powerful moments because in that moment I could feel the connection with her. So it was a heart to heart Mm. experience. And I was there in my uniform (laughs) in, you know, doing what I usually do. And this was a really otherworldly kind of experience to have in that moment. In that moment, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because you're usually in sort of the masculine kind of doing, doing, going, kind of organizational Mm, mode. Like, mm. and you know, I have 150,000 things to do now after I see you. I need to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But in that moment, there was, there was no concept of time. It was really quite incredible, but it was a whole other experience. It was, an energetic experience. Yeah. It was a very, very blissful, and it it was like something you would see on. I don't know if you remember that show, like Quantum Leap. You know, yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. Of I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you know all the sort of timelines all just sort yeah. of evaporate. Evaporate. Yeah, and it comes into one. Yeah. And there's you're just in this space where you're like, what is happening right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was it was really, 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 really beautiful. Wow. And I, I've always, always remembered that moment. And that was a gift. Like, that was something that uh, some people have near death experiences. Some mm. people have, you know, transformational experiences. Mm. I've had many of them transformation experiences, but this particular one. This was, was a big one. A huge one. Mm. Yeah. Huge one. From that moment, do you think there was a difference or from the dream or yeah do, do you, I, from uh, f- like do you know what i mean you know when you feel a change and something's not quite the same anymore ever since some things weren't quite the same Fr- from from the moment of her in her bed or from the dream do you when do you think both both yeah so it was a, a knock-on it was huge movement it was that. the beginning of everything that came next wow, i yeah. actually had an accident then a car accident uh but i think about a few months later or a year later and my car literally did a U-turn in the middle of the road and crashed. It was hit by another car in the side. Right. And it was without doubt a fated experience. Mm. Like, it was meant to happen. It completely... My life did a U-turn. My car did a U-turn. My life did a U-turn. Everything just... Turned around. Completely. Whenever I went for an examination <laughs> after that... The way you do, I'd never been in a car accident before. I had plenty of little bumps and scrapes and stuff like that. Nothing but big though, yeah. This was, but my car was on the, the road three weeks. I'd only just got my my uh, driving license, you know. Um, And I'd sort of, you know, I'm a country girl, like, so I was well used to driving. Mm. But um, after that experience, I went for an examination with the doctor and she started interviewing me during the exper- during the examination. And as a result of that, it led to an opening to a job that wasn't in the acute uh, sector in the hospitals, mm. which meant then that my nervous system was going to start <laughs> recalibrating yeah, and actually yeah, just relaxing yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Um, it just, it literally opened up so many avenues and so many doors and so many new directions that I would never have foreseen ever. It came in a way that just was completely unexpected. And then I suppose over the years, the more that that happens, the more you realize what you ask for does actually 
come to you, yeah. but in a way that you have absolutely no idea. Yeah, you, you don't it's recognize completely the package and... off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So after that U-turn, literally, what 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 way did your career go anyway? What you you because you you work at now? What do you do? You do well, yeah after acupuncture. Many... Yeah, I, I, I actually started to train then in holistic therapies. So I suppose about a year after that happened, I did begin to train in Reiki and massage. Um, I then, one job went led to another where I was working as a GP nurse. So that one-to-one, that opened up the area of care around people on a one-to-one level. Because in right. nursing, you're not you're always going to get that time frame. And it's become a lot more bureaucratic and a lot more systematic and you know you spend a lot of time actually away from the patient um so this actually gave me the opportunity then to really hone in on that and that was a massive learning experience because i was still using all of my belief systems around what we've been taught and conditioned with with nursing Mm. but i started to notice this holism coming in where that some people actually just needed to connect now i got that wrong many many times it wasn't something that I uh, perfected or... Straight away. Yeah. Uh, and even now, you know, like, I mean, even when I look back to even some of those experiences, um, my beliefs were very, very steeped in uh, um, right and wrong, let's say. Okay. You know, whereas now I realize through the work that I've done and through the unpacking and through the unveiling and all of that, you know, there is no such there thing. There is no r- yeah. right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is just, there just is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But it's, it's been a huge journey. I mean, there's just been so many aspects to it that, you know, you couldn't, you could talk about it for four hours and still not get there. And um, like nursing is obviously science, medicine, doctors, all that jazz. And the likes of recce, um, acupuncture, they would still in Ireland a good bit be seen as a, you know a bit hocus pocus and what's all that stuff. Um, like it's it's judged a bit as as being not proven by science. You know what I mean? The use of the use of the presence and how we view things, like as you said, when your hair came out that time obviously your body was showing you something like there's a wisdom behind us that i believe we can tap into i'm sure you do as well Um, yeah definitely that nursing doesn't (coughs) there's there's no like it's very much medicine um well there'll always be nurses and there'll always be doctors they will have to be of course people are gonna have car accidents like yourself and whatever you know what i mean where the body needs but the thing is you you go through certain um I suppose that the only way that I can really have a conversation around that is not sort of putting it into any major kind of category because everything encompasses everything. Even I was listening to something today where the Heart Math, the Heart Math Institute, which has done incredible research over the years mm. in terms of the energy of the heart and the electrical transmission of the heart. Of the heart, yeah. As yeah. an organ as well as a, an energy centre. Mm. And they did a they did a experiment or a, a project a research project on meditation where you know they they measured the before and the after effects in terms of the photons emitted mm. the light emitted from the heart 
as an organ, as an electrical centre. Right. As an energy centre. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, So, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's science. But that's also a holistic or an holistic. alternative way yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, you yeah, can yeah. see it through whichever filter through or understand it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I suppose the main thing that happened to me was I was in survival mode. Mm. And some people, we exper- we all sort of come out at some point in our lives we have we come to a U-turn or we come to a sort of a junction in our lives where we we get to decide do we do we choose to stay with the deck that we've been given mm-hmm. or do we transform that deck into a different way of perceiving things and mm-hmm. of understanding things and learning from things mm. instead of life happening to you it's happening for you mm. so when I was there there's no way that I saw that I was in the pits you know, I was on my knees and when your vibration is that low, you don't see life. No. You don't see the perspective. No. It takes many years, it takes many months. For some people, it's actually not even taken in that long now. It's moving so quick. But back then, it actually seemed much, much heavier and much denser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for a reason. When I look back now, I realize that I was in survival mode. In many ways, it was actually familiar to stay there because it was all I knew. Mm, that's then, the thing is yeah it? and then you sort of get you have to go through all of those sort of you unpack all of those experiences mm. and the more you do that and the more you shine that light and that contrast on it you begin to understand the deeper meanings and the deeper threads so that you can actually transform that and use that and use it. as part of your story so we have many many lives in one life you know you you are literally changing all the time all the time if you choose to Mm. so yeah I think you're right there and like a lot of people even though they're stuck in a rut maybe or stuck in a pattern it's familiar Mm. and there's safety in it because there's it's predictable or it feels like home to them even though it doesn't feel comfortable if you know what I'm saying absolutely and that's actually another point Particularly in Ireland and in this Celtic region, I think, pro- actually, do you know what? Probably it's, it's just part of consciousness, so it's probably just global. There are pockets where struggling has been something that has been built in, as in we've, we've somehow <laughs> perceived from an early age that actually part of life is struggling. But struggling is a choice. Mm. So, I mean, yes, we're going to experience challenges. We're going to experience changes. We're going to experience all of these different things because we're here to experience at the end of the day. But the struggling part of it is a choice. If you find yourself struggling, then that's also a deeper aspect of you that's coming up for healing. Mm. Yeah. If you're feeling uncomfortable, if you're feeling like there's something wrong, it's like your own little alarm bell, isn't it? Just kind of going... It doesn't feel right here. <coughs> this doesn't, even if you're, and it's kind of hard to see it when you're in the moment, if you're cranky or whatever, like you're cranky because something, just put it as small as something as cranky, you're cranky because something is wrong inside of you that you're not perceiving. You're not aligned with what's happening. You're not, um, you're caught. Something's caught in you and you're not accepting it. Yeah. And, you, when you're in that, it's weird because because you're cranky, 
you don't want to hear this what I'm speaking about now. If somebody came in and said, Oh look, it's okay, you're just not accepting something, you go, Fuck off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Get stopped. <laughs> you can get fucked. You tr- pretend to be wise bastard, you even my own head that I listen to me, yeah, you hear the peace trying to come through, you're like, Fuck off, peace, I don't want to know about you. You know, it's well, weird. Like isn't your it? ego. I mean, look, at yeah. the end of the day, a- an awful lot of there's a lot of hard bashing around ego and conditioning and structure and all these things and I have hold my hand up I've done that you have to go through that to get to the other side of it and then realise oh hold on a minute here actually all of those things have served me until now yeah yeah that, you know, the ego is the one who exactly. is, is ringing the alarm bell going something fucking wrong here 100% and like that, exactly that like I mean at the end of the day we our conditioning has served us it has given us the clues the signs, the symbols, the stories, the narratives, the you know, the the world around us has been our teacher. The mm. people around us have been our teacher. So I mean all of those things have been they they've served us, you know. And if you choose to survive and struggle in that existence, then that's something that you haven't broke through. Do you that's know your what I mean? choice. Yeah, yeah you're exactly. choosing to struggle. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. so even though, as I said, you don't like, want to hear it. Yeah, you're 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 a little bit unconscious at the time, but totally. yeah, you're choosing to fight <clears throat> yeah. whatever it is to be to hold a grudge. I think or sometimes to, whenever we talk about choosing, we think of it as an ego thing, and that's different. I think for no, me, anyway, yeah, it, it, it feels yeah. like it's a lot more sort of a subconscious, unconscious thing mm. that's happening, where it's part of our survival mechanism that it's actually easier to live there because we know that. You know, it's a familiar pattern. Yeah. But then whenever you come through out of survival, you're heading into thriving, Mm. into vitality. And there's always, sometimes whenever you've stayed in survival and struggling mode for quite a long time, it can be really difficult to accept that happiness is so easy. Yeah. You know? It can. So Because it's actually so much easier to just feel shit, Mm. you know, all of the time. Yeah. (laughs) Like if there's an aspect of that. Then you're like, oh, yeah, I know, I know that. That's fine. (laughs) I can deal with that. I have the tools for that. You know, just pizza, Netflix, you know, (laughs) Mm. bottle of wine, whatever it is. Whatever it looks like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For everyone, it's different. But like, that's exactly it. You kind of just, it's it's less easy than living there to actually just open yourself and allow and give yourself the permission to feel the ease Mm. of contentment, to feel the ease of compassion, to feel the ease of love. You know, to feel the ease of happiness and the acceptance of just whatever comes, you know. So there's, there is this little sort of transition and period in the middle where, you know, and the other thing is, and I'm learning really fast about this as well in the last two years, mm. the, the being and the doing, they don't work separately from each other. They work together. Together, yeah. But again, in, in balance, in, in, balance. in equilibrium, you know. Mm. And whenever something, is when you're sort of coming out of that survival mode, I see it a lot with clients, and you're sort of in this middle part before you really, really get into that embodied embracing of ease and happiness and mm. uh, contentment and acceptance in yourself and unity. There is this sort of middle part, this sort of transitional period where you have to be graceful with yourself, that gentleness. Mm. And a lot of that takes being. It takes yeah. stillness. It takes time. It takes coming back from situations. Actually, just taking a step back, creating space. 
It does. You're, yeah. We can be harsh on ourselves. Mm, very. Like, well, really that's the harsh. struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is though. Like yeah. being harsh. And there's on a yourself. martyr there as well. Like you know, there's mm. a kind of like, well, I've done all of this, and you yeah, know. look at me. <laughs> look at me. Yeah. Yeah, I've been through stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm the helper. <laughs> I'm the doer. Yeah. I should be appreciated for this. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, I've done stuff. <laughs> Where's my reward? Validation. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all true, isn't it? And then yeah, yeah you, you like we, I, we, we are harsh on ourselves, like, and. It's like what you're speaking about is is inner work right there like yeah you and it's it's easy to avoid it yeah as i said because it seems familiar to just stay in the in stuck in the rut of whatever is comfortable but there's a reason that something's knocking on your door there's a reason why you're feeling a certain way and you if you quieten yourself enough and and look at that absolutely and Getting out of the way of predictions and expectations and outcomes. I get caught with that shitloads. Oh, here. Yeah, absolutely. Shitloads. But we're human. This was meant to go this way and now it didn't. I know. Don't fucking shit, And pal. even like, you know, <laughs> projecting into the future as well, like mm. projecting the future. Mm. That's all changed. Like expectations and outcomes and sort of um, perceiving what's ahead. I mean, when you're in the stillness and the being and the centeredness of just being here now. Mm. Kind of all just falls away because it does. it does, yeah. You're accepting everything that you are in this moment, mm. and I al- always we're we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Nobody is. No, no, no one is. We like, could be dead in ten minutes. Even whole planet Earth could fucking explode. The right whole now. thing, like as in, <laughs> yeah, exactly that. You have to just release mm. everything. You're undoing. Yeah, your your hold on how this familiarity and yeah. yeah, and this kind of complacency around kind of. Oh yeah, sure. I'll do that next week, or you know what I mean, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or I'll be next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Selling yourself yeah. that one. There's loads no, of time to be. I'll do I'll it later be on my holidays. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. I've done that where I've I'd be yeah, yeah. I meditate over here, and sometimes some evenings I'd be like, ah, oh, it it'll be cold over there, and I'll just I'll leave it, and I'll meditate <laughs> when I go to bed, and then I get into bed. And I'm like, oh, sure, look, isn't sleep a kind of a meditation? Lying to myself, like, when I know <coughs> that the reason why I'm saying to come over here and meditate is that I know I need to censor myself. It's uncomfortable, though. That's the thing. And that's, you know, it's... To, to the part of you that, that wants to keep going and go, 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 yeah. go, your mind that yeah. wants to, 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 to be active all the time, yeah. it has zero interest in being, yeah. <laughs> you know. And there are, there, it is a different place and it's fine. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with the mind. It's... It's great. I'd always think, but though, as well, I feel like if we really knew, <clears throat> if we could really understand from the other side, let's say, you know, if you could really understand what those beings and what our ancestors, our grandparents, our great grandparents, all of those supporters and all of that, that little league of <laughs> yeah, of helpers that's there all be, of yeah, the time, all the time. Yeah. And the, what they see is this beautiful being. You know, they mm. see that potential, they see that love, they see compassion, they see the centeredness, they see the wounding, they mm. see the struggle, they see all of these things. But the love that is projected, if mm. we only understood, yeah, really understood how that is, I think that we would live very, very differently. I really think so. Yeah. Do you think that the human race is going that way? Mm, I do, yeah. Yeah. I feel it too. I think it's pretty slow, but then again, time is an illusion. So, <laughs> but yeah, I do. Like, um, I think I t- time here, time 
it might feel a bit slow yeah 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 yeah, yeah. on on in this round yeah. um like <clears throat> i think what we value in society um is based around a lot of the egoic structure of next 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 tomorrow as we said i was looking to the future looking for um structure and safety and that then seeps into the people yeah and you you you're born into that but i do feel that something's breaking through where maybe we're just learning the lesson that that's fine it's fine to have structure it's okay to be organized and whatnot and it's okay to try and predict a pattern of something that may happen tomorrow but to overvalue that is not wise it's not i think there's a few things there i think alignment is something that when you start begin bringing in awareness Mm. the moment you bring in awareness to something Mm. and the moment you're working with how that feels in your body once you start practicing those tools and you start understanding this feels off. I don't know why, but maybe it will show itself to me in a few weeks or in a mm. few days. And usually it does. Yeah. You know? And then that's where you learn because the more awareness you bring in, you begin to understand, ah, actually, I saw that three months ago and I completely ignored it. I ignored that. <laughs> Swept it under yeah, the old that carpet. didn't feel good and I just went on ahead and yeah, now yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you, it's that's the thing but you if you're able to do it like that with a bit of humor and a bit of lightheartedness and a bit of compassion to yourself without the beating yourself a, up that's it yeah. yeah it moves a lot quicker yeah you know yeah, and right in terms there. of like systems and doctrines and you know that sort of structural kind of those patterns that we're so used to and a lot of those are falling away you know a lot well they're actually renewing <clears throat> themselves they're showing up in different ways in different there's ways. many pl- people that are actually in leadership and that are in sort of you know, there's CEOs and sort of, you know, people in sort of higher um, mm. octanes of, you know, power that have uh, had awakening experiences that have actually started to realize, actually, there's a lot more to this. Mm. There's a lot more than just to this structure. This needs to change. It needs to maybe come from a more heart-based. Um, yeah, I would imagine that, or maybe I'm wrong, that if you are, like you say, a big CEO loads and loads of money, power, people working for you. You've worked hard to get there. And then when you get there, you still realize that that wasn't the answer. Do you know what I mean? Like you hear famous people saying that we were talking about Kurt Cobain before we hit record here. Um, Like he struggled big time. And then fame was like, he was one of the most loved people in the world, but he still, that wasn't the answer. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't it was an inner change it was an external change and i think if you are lucky enough to be given loads and loads of money <laughs> and loads and loads of fame or whatever that's going to highlight that that doesn't work same with george harrison he copped on pretty early that yes i'm in the most famous band in the world i've loads and loads of money everything i should be happy but it's inner peace and he and he went for it he really went for it that, that, it's funny um i remember reading uh autobiography on Kirk Bain back when I was in my teens. Mm. I was obsessed with that book because it was so crazy how wounded how his mind worked. And he was in such a dark place, you Big know. Time. And I resonated with that at that time. But 
I mean, to a whole different degree, to a whole different level. Mm. But it's incredible how, again, like we're here to experience and there are certain things I think that we've agreed to experience before even reincarnating um, into this body, even just choosing this life. We have agreed to certain things. And I feel for him, there were definitely certain things put in his path that he was there to transmute and transform. And he did that with music. Mm. But obviously the transfer, the, the darkness or that sort of shadow aspect was still very, very much unhealed, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he he chose then to, to take his life and yeah. to end that experience. Um, but what he did through the music was incredible. Unbelievable, I mean, yeah. Powerful stuff. Like, and that's the power of shadow. You know, yeah. when you consider all of those tones and bases and earthy, dense kind of, anger, frustration, mm. like he held a platform. He spoke to millions and millions of people, young people at that time mm. who were going through a lot of shit in their lives. Yeah, yeah. That needed to listen to mm. that transformation, that yeah. music. You know? When I when I used to listen to Nirvana, when it, it made me feel alive and oh, excitement. Oh, it awakens, a, yeah. Adrenaline, pure awakening. And as you say, that came from a darkness. Like, yeah. It's kind of, when you think of darkness, even like physical darkness, like at the center of every galaxy there's a black hole like there's yeah. a vastness and emptiness a space um, for space. being <laughs> yeah and it's inside all of us it's yeah. inside like every molecule of every thing that you look into it's mostly empty <laughs> like yeah. there's, there's a whole lot of nothing going on when um, you look up into the sky at night you see the amount of space the stars massive suns tiny little dots yeah. and the space between them like there's a lot of space nothingness emptiness whatever you want and to call that's it. it and there's Did those voids for creation you know mm. and that that's that's that spoke and true true carcobain and even poetry i guess when you read yeah, a poem yeah. that's that's coming from a place of hurt or whatever it it does it it makes you feel compassion for the person almost compassion for yourself you feel like you're not alone it's put a, if it's done correctly it's put in a beautiful way it'll move you to tears even sometimes like it's it's um it's it's incredible it's, it's actually not all in, bad the no, dark yeah. yeah yeah and it's yeah. so funny that you should say that because in the last few months particularly in the last six months and i've always done this anyway i've always had a massive connection with compassion like overly so to the point where it irritated a lot of people, I would say, in my younger years. And, um, well, that was my perspective. Maybe mm. not. I don't want to make assumptions. It's interesting because when someone speaks through pain, we understand that because we receive it because we can understand it. Mm-hmm. But I am really, my, my level of consciousness in terms of hearing words and hearing music, I'm not just hearing it with my ears anymore. I hear it fully with, in that moment, I've become very, very conscious of where that person, just trying to imagine where they were at mm. in that moment as they wrote those words. So that those words of anger or those words of love or those words of compassion or uh, those romantic or words or yeah, those yeah, words yeah. of unity or or mm. endeavor or whatever it is. And um, it, it's quite incredible when you do that, even with it's something like the 532 or 528 five, hertz, you know, the... Yeah, the hearts yeah, that, you yeah, know yeah, the transformation yeah. of the solfego um, tones um, you know even that even even that even that somebody frequency. sitting at yeah even just yeah. somebody putting together those frequencies mm. and harmonizing that that mm. intention and that sort of uh, 
consciousness that's done in that moment. <laughs> mm. And that's what they've captured. And then they broadcasted it. And so somewhere along the line, it's just like this podcast. This may not land on ears now and resonate. Mm. But in three or four years time, this might actually land in somebody's ears. And they might actually really need to hear it and understand it. Mm. You know, so, so true, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's mad. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't figure that out. No. Well, yeah. I'd, I Do think sometimes I always find it very hard to articulate things. I always... You know, you've uh, such a deeper resonance whenever you feel something mm. that words don't always they do don't justice. Do. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah. They really don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're talking about what? The unspeakable, you yeah. know. Um, do you know the book, The Tao Te Ching? No. Oh, it's an amazing book. Yeah. Um, so I suppose to, to I better briefly give you like what yeah, it's about. Do. So it's a really, really old Chinese book uh, written by this guy called Lao Tzu. Uh, I, I actually I have heard of this book. Yes. Yeah, I haven't read it. It's it's good. It's like a little. They're all little little. It's not a book that you sit down and yes, read yes, like yes. A, a story or, or whatever. They're all little. Every every little page is is different lesson or teaching or whatever. I guess. But the Tao Te Ching, it's called the Book of the Way. In his, it's more of a philosophy, I guess, or or thinking that the way the Tao is the word yes, that's put on yeah. is the one. There's yes, only one yes, thing yes. happening, and it's the Tao, uh, or the way, the way that it is, the way that this moment is. There's a way, and to align yourself with that yeah. is you're aligning yourself with the Tao, the one, the movement, and you are it. The oneness within me. Yeah. And on the very first page of the book, it says, the Tao that can be spoken of is not the Tao. So it's like... And then he continues to write a book about it, even though at the very start he says, "I'm what I'm, <laughs> what do you a know way to begin mean? a book." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it really, I, I, I can't. There's such power in that statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, wow. I, what I'm words aren't it. No, you know. Wow, yeah. What's yeah, behind yeah. it? That's huge. Uh, it's a good school book. I recommend that one. That's incredible. Yeah, we try and talk about it. Well, we do try, and you know. The other thing that is coming online a lot more is people voicing like you're you're starting to see a lot lot more holistic workers and people that have usually worked behind the scenes, including myself, mm-hmm. um, becoming a lot more vocal, becoming a lot more, you know, there is that call. Like at the end of last year, I definitely felt a huge push to get out and start working with groups and myself and a colleague. Um have began running retreats and in a different way than it has usually been well our perspective of what Mm. has been usually done before because you have to be aware of the importance of structure and boundaries without giving those systems the without getting swallowed up in it let's say in the structures and the boundaries and with also just giving them the respect that they're there to deliver mm. and also um, being aware of sort of bypassing things you know really just that kind of urgency of oh my god I totally see it yeah ignore everything <laughs> just shut down all of, yeah. all of the experiences you've been through and jump to the next part you know the awakened part the part of where everything's just you know enlightened and fantastic and I have yeah. my tribe and all yeah. of these things yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that's okay I mean again that's a survival mechanism you know it's it's too painful there's something there that's 
that's inhibiting you from actually just being in the density, from, you know, being going through that struggle, unpacking that, you know, actually getting through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and calling in the support around that and getting real with it and really opening up the truth and the honesty around that. Um, and you need holding spaces for that. And that's where your boundaries and your structure comes in. You know, you to have to have it. that respect. But more importantly, the compassion and the integrity around it. You know, the the honesty, you know, the realness of life. Mm-hmm. Like we can talk about other realms and, you know, the wisdoms from, you know, a land far, far away <laughs> and, uh, before us and our answer, like all of those things. And that's fine. But we're here now. Yeah. What so are you going to do with that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have to put that into an energy and an embodiment, a language that you can use right now. Mm-hmm. for you so that you can heal your world around you and help others also mm. so it's understanding all of those things but um, yeah it, during, even the process of opening up those spaces of that group work of those retreat experiences has just been really 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 awakening very very it's uncovering and revealing so many of the things that we don't that aren't always obvious Mm. you know we often give I think whenever we're in I'm coming from my own experience so I'm not going to assume what other people experience Mm -hmm. but whenever you're feeling less confident in yourself or you're not quite sure of who you are but yet you've done all of the talking talk therapy healing therapies you know all of the sort of unpacking and exploring and revealing everything all aspects of yourself mm-hmm. you've been through the periods of vulnerability of pain of wounding all of those things yeah healing and then you get to a stage where you know you're still repeating this pattern of giving of of putting people on a pedestal so essentially what you're doing is well look at those that you know they have the answers <laughs> you yes. know so you're sort of again getting <clears throat> caught in this pattern of well they're going to be able to give me the answer Mm. You know, they they have the oh wise one. <laughs> you do, know, show me what to show do. Show me what to do. Tell Somebody must know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone yeah, yeah. else will know because yeah. I don't know. Do you think that But comes, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do yeah. know. You are the answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Do you think that may come from um, obviously your Irish saw my Catholic upbringing where the priest was you went to the priest, you Possibly. spoke to the to priest and even the the and I'm not bashing the Catholic Church or, or, or in that religion at all um, but the belief in a God as an external yeah, judging is, you're going to heaven you're going to hell to something else outside of you unworthiness and all of those yeah, things yeah yeah, yeah. I the, mean the, definitely the, on some level and that's where words kind of you know come in you know that uh, mm. you know words can be they can be quite powerful um, definitely all aspects even systems I mean really it wasn't just priests it was it was the medical profession, it was the teachers, it was, mm. you know, there was lots of these sort of statuses that took took power, you know, they were kind of a little bit more elevated than everybody else. Yeah. You know, because at that time it was a period of struggle. Mm. So people needed that support. So again, like that, it, it did serve a purpose in of that course, time. Of course, to help people through. Exactly. But so then I mean, the learning of that it's outside of you. Exactly. Was that stuck. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so yeah. you're constantly reaching for that external mm-hmm. answer. Whereas now we're in a time where actually coming back from going outward 
we're coming inward we're turning that compassion inwards and we're then realizing i actually know what i need yes <laughs> i don't and not in a defensive way so boundaries aren't about sort of shutting people out they're actually about integrating your experiences of course and understanding where you begin and where you end in that moment it might change in six weeks time or in a year's time you know you might feel a little bit safer to extend those boundaries or to release any judgment or attachment around them mm. but yeah it changes all the time it does yeah. everything changes yeah so i think we were always there was a safety in staying with certain structures in terms of we could uh i think for many years in ireland there was no safety there was so many sort of times of purging and war and mm. you know borders and all Famine, of those things there's yeah, a lot of hurt absolutely. on this island yeah yeah, so yeah. It, and it, everywhere i suppose globally every country totally. will, will, will say the same yeah but it does feel like there was that kind of holding period where we all needed to kind of get to that place where we all felt safe and there was some wealth there mm. was some sort of abundant there was that understanding and meaning and resonance with abundance and what that feels like mm. and also the realness of you know your own connection with yourself that's it that's the thing isn't it yeah. like it's yeah. not outside no it's you yeah it really is and it always has been you were always there I, d I don't remember a time that I wasn't here <laughs> do you know what I mean like there's <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's all you're always we're all connected there's part of me in you there's part of you and me mm -hmm. we're all part of consciousness so the for doubt. that reason, we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we are all together in that sense. So there's going to be loads of different situations where you're going to need to access um, support. I've done it and I will continue to do it. It's actually really, really important. And it even is. in terms of collaborating. But again, like that, before I go for a support, I've already checked in with myself and I've already asked myself first. So I suppose it's that what I'm talking about is more so connecting with yourself first. Yes. And ensuring that it's actually hitting all the right buttons in you. That's not to say that some of those buttons won't go off and go, oh my God, this is, this feels like crap. Yeah. Like I don't want to do this work. Yeah. But actually on a deeper level, you know, that you need to go straight in and yeah. do all of it. You know, you need to get through the fire. Mm. You need to get through the struggle. You need to actually experience all aspects of it. And that's where that release and that resonance comes up through the body. Mm. You know, you've rooted it. You've actually really uh, honed in on, you've just honoured that experience and how sacred it is and how healing it is. Yeah, whatever. If that makes doubt. sense. And even like, well, yeah, completely makes sense. Completely makes sense. Even your friends that you, you phone up and you have a laugh with and you just like, they have as much meaning and guidance in your life and you know to to honor that and to know that you can speak to yeah, people yeah do you know what i mean if you're feeling like shit talk to somebody you listen that's it's exactly it and i mean i also went through stages where you know <laughs> you're so in the the uh experience of learning uh this new language of love and understanding and holism and kind of you know 
uh, oneness and all the rest. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of just get a little bit disconnected and <laughs> disconnected from the real world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you come back with a bang and realize, oh my God, this is just a pain in the ass. Why do we have to go through this? Yeah. You know? Um, and the real world shit. <laughs> the real world is. Yeah, that's it. And then you, you know, you meet up with friends that are actually still working in the real world. <laughs> like, you know, I'm inverting commas here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, they just bring you back to earth straight away. You sort of get to use your discernment in terms of like what conversations you feel like you need to have mm -hmm. and others that you just have to accept that that's just where they're at, you know? Completely. You know, yeah. there's some of those situations that I'll interrupt and kind of go, hold on, I'm actually just going to completely be a devil's advocate. Like, I hate using that phrase, but like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a catalyst in change in terms of I'm calling someone's bullshit and kind of going, no, I'm sorry, I yeah. can't. Yeah. That's, you know, there's a bit of assholery going on here and I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> you know, you just, <laughs> you have to do that. And that's because it feels aligned. Yeah. And uh, again, it might feel a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit kind of like, oh my God, what am I doing? But again, you're coming back, you're doing it with love and compassion. You're doing it with consciousness. You're not there to That's get the ahead of anyone. Yeah. You're not there to bring anyone down. Mm. You're actually just cutting the yeah. the bullshit, yeah. basically. That's yeah. what you're doing. And sometimes people need to hear that. That's it. And once if, you do it with you're, integrity, you're, yeah. once you do it with honesty and I'm not intention. a judging I know better than you yeah blah, blah, and if blah, you do yeah. that then that's okay that's where you're at but mm -hmm. you also have to explore that aspect in the terms of why do I feel so much anger around this mm. and if it's causing a wound then maybe the lens needs to go on that maybe you need to create space around that and actually take some time and be with it you know yeah. coming back to actually stepping back and creating that space to just understand it a little bit more from your heart not your head yeah yeah. You know, your head is always going to identify problems, mm -hmm. but your heart knows. Yeah. And your belly, your intestines, mm. the lower aspect of your body, it releases. Mm. So in traditional cultures, the head was only ever to identify problems, mm -hmm. to see ahead, yeah. to kind of understand, you know, the dangers, the, the potentials. Yeah. But really the decisions were made with the heart. The decisions that lie ahead. Ahead. Uh, That's weird, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like it. Good fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, thank you so much for so joining welcome. me. I really enjoyed this chat. Yeah, we did a bit of everything there. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, where can people find you if they're looking to go on retreats or oh, yeah. whatnot? Um, just get in touch with myself directly or um, my Instagram handle is True Soul Integration. True Soul and Integration. on Facebook also. And truesoulintegration.com. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> there we go.